Welcome to the Journey Women Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Bielis. Life's a journey we were never meant to walk alone. We all need friends along the way. On the Journey Women Podcast, we'll chat with mentors about gracefully navigating the seasons and challenges we face on our journeys to glorify God. On today's episode of the Journey Women Podcast, I chatted with Valerie Warner of Val Marie Paper about all things prayer. We talked about everything from the purpose of prayer to how it works in conjunction with the other spiritual disciplines. I confess that prayer is one of the most humbling aspects of my walk with the Lord. And y'all, this conversation got me fired up. I walked away encouraged to take advantage of the real privilege that we have to grow in intimacy with God through prayer. Val said, you know, like without the cross, like we would sin would separate us from him. And so there's no other way to have that communication with God without having Jesus died on the cross. I'm so thankful that Christ came so that we can be in fellowship with God by the power of the Holy Spirit. What a gift to get to converse with God because of what Christ has done for us. I cannot wait to share this conversation with you, obviously, but you know before I do that I want to tell you about the sponsors that actually helped to make today's conversation possible, TBRM Camps and Apartment Life. How would you like to serve as a local missionary in an apartment community and receive up to 70% off your rent at the same time? Sounds like a great deal to me. Apartment Life is a faith-based nonprofit organization that sends CARES teams to live missionally in apartment communities and to live out God's calling to love their neighbors through practical, intentional, and everyday ways. If you're interested in learning more about how to serve God through the roles of a CARES team, visit apartmentlife.org or send a message to Live Apartment Life on Facebook. That's apartmentlife.org or send a message to Live Apartment Life on Facebook. Now, on to my conversation with Valerie Warner. Valerie, welcome to the Journey Women podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and to talk about prayer. Yes, one of my favorite topics, and yet we haven't addressed it explicitly on the show. And honestly, I've used your products. We were just talking, I've used your products for years, and they've been such a help to me. And I've also just really appreciated your perspective on prayer and hearing the things or reading the things that you're putting out online about prayer. So I'm really excited to get to chat about it specifically with you. Thank you so much. I uh, I feel like I was talking to somebody the other day about writing, potentially writing a book on prayer. Mm. And um, I just remember thinking, no, like Timothy Keller's got a book on prayer and all these yeah. like wise old men. <laughs> and they were like, no, that's why like women might want to hear something yes. from somebody who's like not, I don't want to say not as smart because I'm not trying to make fun of myself, but just somebody right. who's not on that same like scholarly level. Yes. So um, even whenever just the thing, thought about like, you know, sharing with you guys about prayer, I'm like, oh man, I feel like I don't have all the the right answers, but I'm I'm doing prayer. If I can, that's a weird way to say it. Yes, I'm doing I'm prayer right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to just share like what I'm learning through that process. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, the real heart behind the Journey Women podcast is that we would be able to talk with women who are also on their journeys to glorify God, and we do have men on the yeah. show, but. I was talking to another guest and she felt really similarly because one of the things that I like to do is just to have somebody who's normal, like a normal person um, that doesn't feel like so far out of reach or, you know, like um, someone that doesn't necessarily feel like an expert speak about 
um, these kind of theological topics so that we can see that, yes, no matter what we're doing, no matter if we don't have a seminary degree, no matter if we're mothering two little people like you and I both are, we are theologians. And so we can talk about these things and we can learn from one another in regard to these topics that seem a little bit heavy and a little bit weighty. Yeah, totally. It takes us out of our comfort zone for sure, but it's worth it. Well, before we get any further, I would love for you to tell the listeners just a little bit about who you are, what you do, and the heart behind your company. Um, yeah, so I'm Valerie Warner, and I live in South Louisiana with my husband, Tyler, and we have two little girls, Vivi and Vanna. Yeah, I own Valmarie Paper, and we basically create prayer journals and other products to help women and men and kids and everything like that um, just practically get in a conversation with the Lord. And um, Mm. we really try to focus on prayer. We have a few products that do a few other things, but that's our heart is to just create practical things um, that will help you pray to the Lord, even in our noisy, noisy world. Like there's so many distractions. So um, doing that is a lot easier said than done. So our products help to make that actually happen. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I mean, the distractions, like we could go on and on about it, but I used to think that like maybe the prayer journal was a crutch. Maybe we should be able to do this all on our own. And I just don't believe that that's really what God is telling us. I think recognizing our weaknesses and that it is hard to pray, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you have a lot of kids running around. We do need tools. And and I think God is glad when we recognize our weakness and use the tools Mm -hmm. that, that we have around us. Yeah. How old are your little girls, by the way? Vivi is four and a half okay. and Vanna is almost two. And I will tell you, Vivi has hit like her, she's out of most of the drama. She is, Aww. she listens well. She's doing great. And it came right when Vanna, like Vanna's our, <laughs> Vanna's our rebel. I always did not understand when moms were like, oh, our kids are just too different. I'm like, maybe you're parenting differently, but no, you can parent the same or have them in the same environment. And they have their own personality completely. So that is so fun. Well, I have a little girl who's three and a half. And then my youngest Davy is I think she's 18 months now. So we're kind of just like trailing right behind you. And I totally hear what you're saying. I mean, I feel like Davy from the womb was different (laughs) than Hadley. And when she came out, I was like, wow, this is like night and day. It's so crazy how they could be so different. Uh, Just the way God made them. <laughs> I definitely want to talk to you about the challenges of prayer. <laughs> I honestly vow just to be really transparent. This is something that I, I think this is one of the spiritual disciplines that I wrestle with the most or struggle with. I don't know if wrestle is even the right word. Like I'm really not very good at the practice of prayer. And yeah. coming into 2018, that was actually kind of examining my own spiritual life, just seeing I would love to grow in this area. So Before we get into all of that, I would love for you just to offer to the listeners kind of an explanation of prayer, maybe for somebody who is in the same boat that I am. Like, what is prayer and what is the purpose of it? Yeah, I feel like I see you as a good girl like me. Um, I relate to you like that. I think the reason prayer can be hard for us is because we can do the Bible study. We can do the things that are kind of like like tangible. Yeah, like we're learners and we're smart, we're go-getters, we'll do it. But prayer is just this like, you can't just 
I don't want to say you can't measure it. You can't quantify it. Yeah. Yeah. So just know, I mean, like that is, I hear that a lot just from women who have been in the church for a long time too. It's like, you feel like you should have it all figured out, but it's, it is definitely hard to grasp. And I'll go back to your original question. What is prayer? And even just like thinking about like, how do I define that in my terms? Cause I feel like it's so simple. So then I want to make it complicated, but it's basically just our conversation and our relationship how we communicate with the Lord. Yeah. We are not standing in front of him. And so prayer is just another way of saying it's a conversation we have with him with somebody that we can't see. I think when I take it to like a conversation like you and I are having right now, then it totally changes my perspective on prayer. What do you think is the purpose of us engaging in this conversation with God? I think that if we really want to know him and have a relationship with him, which is what sets Christianity apart from you know, so many other religions, other religion, yeah. we have to be talking to them. It, it will change our life here on earth. And I think like for Christianity, we think about this, the big overarching like salvation and how God changes our life mm-hmm. um, in that way. But we have our whole life here on earth is we, we can know him and just get to know this God that we're about to spend eternity with. And I think we kind of forget the opportunity that we have here on earth to know him so well, even though we are not like in his presence yet. Well, and you mentioned something that I really love to draw out in every conversation that I have or try to. It's my goal to draw out just the heart of the gospel. And how does the gospel that you mentioned draw us and enable us and empower us to be in communication with God through prayer? It's so funny because even though I like talk about prayer all the time, whenever I talk about it, I feel like I I get all heady and I like have to like, okay, repeat the question. Okay. How does the gospel enable and empower our communication with God? Like Jesus had to die on the cross so that we can have that communication. And I, I go back to like, Whenever I became a Christian, I was five at VBS, and the pastor did the illustration of like the two cliffs oh, and yeah, how the cross the connected us. Yes, <laughs> I totally grabbed hold of that uh, analogy, and hmm. you know, like without the cross, like we would sin would separate us from yeah. Him, and so there's no other way to have that communication with God without having Jesus died on the cross and everything like that. Yeah, the cross at the center of it all. I mean, could you think back to in the Old Testament, all the rituals that were required Mm -hmm. um, by which to participate in worship? And now because of the death of Christ, because he has been the ultimate sacrifice for us, we can walk in everyday relationship with God, which is really quite astounding when you think about Mm -hmm. how much we had to go through or how much the Jewish people had to go through, the Israelites had to go through. Yeah. You had to kill something. Like, that's intense. Yeah. And uh, and I think, man, if we could remember that and just just remember how how easy it is to have conversation with God throughout the day. Like, I think that's just really... It helps us realize what a gift it is. Even me just saying that, I'm like, wow, we literally have access to God the Father through the Son and by the power of the Spirit any moment of any day. And even talking about that inspires me to be like, okay, God, let's do this. (laughs) Yes. uh, I'm actually reading Leviticus right now. I'm going through the Bible. Are you chronologically? Yes. Yes. I just finished Leviticus. I just moved into Numbers. Man, I'm sitting here thinking, why, why is this Mm -hmm. in the Bible? And when we read all of the rules in that book, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, if we can just feel the freedom that we feel right now because of the cross, like if you 
take prayer for granted, go read some Leviticus. It's going to be boring and, you know, <laughs> but it, it will hopefully help you feel freedom in the, the relationship that you have with the Lord now. And I think it just gives you such an appreciation and excitement for the culminating moment of the cross and the ultimate sacrifice that Christ paid for us. It's so interesting to me, Val, because almost every guest that I have on the show, at some level, this always tethers back to the Word of God. And I think we'll probably get back there today in regard to prayer, too. And maybe we already have. But I've been reading through chronologically as well, because I just think it's so important for us to view ourselves as we are in the grand scheme of all of redemptive history. I think it just helps us like maintain a stance of humility and dependence. So I've got this little book called Finding Jesus in the Old Testament by Nancy Guthrie. Have you heard of that one? I haven't, but I've I've heard of Nancy. I have lived a lot of my life viewing the stories of scripture in isolation. And if anybody wants to kind of delve into more of how scripture is one book from Genesis to Revelation and how the culminating moment is at the cross and how we see that through all of the text. I would highly recommend going back to some of our other episodes on Bible study and the big story of scripture, all these different things that we can link in the show notes. So one of the things, Val, that I thought through at the beginning of the year is how much I wanted to grow in prayer. Mm-hmm. And I was reading a book on spiritual disciplines. I can't remember who wrote it. I've posted about it online a couple of times. But he talked about how meditating on God's word is the link between Bible intake and prayer and how so often those things we view in isolation, like we have our Bible mm-hmm. reading, like you were saying, yeah, and then we have our prayer time. And how it's much more interconnected. And this is totally off the cuff, not anything that I like wrote down on your list of questions, but I've seen how you've created cards and you've been posting about the importance of really incorporating the word in our prayer. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. I first, I was reading some Stormy and Martian books on prayer and I just noticed how there was literally like a Bible verse in parentheses like every two lines. So like everything that she was praying for came back to a verse. Yes. And I looked up every verse that like set my heart on fire for like getting into the word. This was maybe a year or two ago in just a different way. Like I had never, Yeah. I mean, like I had prayed scriptures, you know, like for peace and stuff like that, but I had never just seen how powerful that was. And there's just something so different when we can pray words that are in the Bible. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to explain what, why that is, or, I mean, like, I feel like it's because it's the word of God, but I mean, like, it's hard to explain why that feels different when we pray it. But I think also like, just because our world is so busy, Mm -hmm. it's hard for us to just even start coming up with the words. So going back to scripture as like our foundation is really powerful. And I know for me, like we have in the prayer journals, we have a section to write out scripture. And that page is usually what I start with because I need to focus my heart on truth before mm-hmm. I can start talking because I can, I am human. Yes. I'm flesh. I can, I can lie. I can say the wrong things. So just to kind of like get aligned with some truth right. and then start talking from a place of like knowing the character of God yeah. and understanding his will for my life exactly. and stuff like that, it changes my prayers for sure. 
Well, you know, Jesus, when he instructs the disciples, this is how we should pray. He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy will be done. Sorry, I go straight back to King James when I start busting this out. (laughs) But your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And how else do we know God's will but to be saturated in the word of God? And so I've had this a really similar experience. I think I always came at prayer from more of kind of a supplication standpoint, which is Mm -hmm. great. It's not bad. Like we are to ask and submit our desires to the Lord. But how are we to know that we're praying in accordance with God's will unless we know his will through his word? And I think it just helps our prayers become so much more biblical. And you're right. There's something about praying in that way that man, I just feel submitted to the Lord in the sweetest of ways. And it really helps to align my heart with his. I was just thinking when you said that about uh, the verses in the Bible that we can maybe take out of context Uh of just how the Lord answers the prayer of a righteous man or like whatever you say he will do, you know, like stuff like that. Whenever you look at like the Hebrew or the Greek or the, just the context of the post, the the post, I'm I'm talking Instagram (laughs) posts now, Uh, the Bible, (laughs) Like the chapter, yeah. when you see it in context, you just realize that it is whenever our wills, our hearts align with his and we, yeah, we can't do that without knowing the word. Yeah. We've talked about this so many times on this podcast, but the verse that's in Psalms, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. And I think our desires just fall so much more in line with his will for our life when we just have an awareness of those and when we're walking in submission to those, like when we're actively submitting ourselves to the word of God. And I think when we maintain that perspective, our prayers are going to look a lot Mm -hmm. different. So I just don't think that you can detach the practice of prayer from the practice of like studying God's word. Right. And I think something that can be confused is that, you know, like when we talk about, okay, well, if we're praying stuff that God already wants to happen, then do prayer, does prayer ever change God? And, um, I remember just whenever I was actually working on my devotional about prayer, I talked to my pastor cause I was just like, my head was just spinning of like, how do I put this, especially mm-hmm. in like a one day devotional. And yeah. he basically just says, prayer doesn't control God, but it can change God. And he's not going to do anything out of his character. Right. I know it happened with, you know, like even people in the Old Testament when Moses would cry out and say like, mm-hmm. God, you know, save the people. God did. And it doesn't mean he did anything that was against his character or, or against his will. Yeah. Or that Moses was controlling him by the prayers. Right. But those prayers did matter. Totally. Even in Exodus, I think I was reading just about how like the people cried out to God and that's Mm -hmm. when God sent Moses. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was a response to prayer. Like there's a point of saying that the people cried out. I know that can be confusing. We can go in the other direction of like, oh, well, nothing happens if we pray, if it's all what God wants anyway. Yeah. And what an opportunity it is for us to participate in what God is doing. I think we can always have kind of that fatalist mindset where you're like, well, why should I even outreach if God has already chosen like his people, you know, or why should I even pray if the Lord is already going to execute his will, if he has declared the end from the very beginning. But I just think it's such a sweet opportunity for us to participate in like his redemptive plan and in the way in which it comes about here on earth. So when we don't feel like we are getting an answer, when we're, Mm -hmm. when we're doing that, when we're practicing praying, when we're actively participating on our end, but we don't 
really have any results? How can we patiently wait and faithfully continue Mm. to engage in prayer when we really don't know if our prayer is ever going to be answered? Yeah, I think a few things. I think realizing the beauty of persistence is um, really important and it's something that's helped me. So like if I'm praying for something for a long time, Mm -hmm. I will get discouraged. And at some point uh, in the process of just that feeling of uh, the discouragement, Mm -hmm. I remind myself of being persistent and just almost like the labor of it Mm -hmm. in a beautiful way and in a God-honoring way. Hmm. And... I see like that hard work as like that just the hard obedience that glorifies God so much. And it it makes me excited to do that again. I'm like welling up with tears because I think everybody has that person or that family member or that, you know, friend who they sincerely want to know the Lord or who they have walked through just trial after trial after trial and you're praying for them and you're praying for them. And then somewhere Mm -hmm. along the way, you kind of lose hope. Yeah. You just you think I just I give up. And even as you're talking, I'm like, man, I do not think that aligns with like the heart of Jesus. Like I think even if I never see this person change, if I never see them come to know the Lord, my heart breaks for them in a way I think that Jesus' heart breaks for them. And mm-hmm. just to get to actively participate in that And to really continue longing for them to know Christ Mm -hmm. or continue longing for them to walk in godliness. Like, I think you're right. I think that's glorifying to the Father. Yeah. And I think there's like a big difference between us praying one time and seeing it happen and then us like faithfully praying over and over. That shows how much we trust God and believe in Him. And you can't even compare, like one feels so shallow and one feels so deep. And not to say like, when you get answered prayers quick, that's a bad thing or anything at all. But like, it just shows so much intimacy and Mm -hmm. faithfulness that you, that we have that cannot be taken Mm -hmm. away. I feel like from us in just how God views us and, and the fact that he sees that we believe if you are waiting and you're feeling like you're not seeing God speak at all, make sure that you're looking for it. I think there's a big difference between praying for like, I remember praying for something in like high school or college and I read a verse and it was basically in Psalms saying like, wait for the Lord. Mm-hmm, and then it just said, mm-hmm. wait for the Lord like yeah. three times. And I was like, okay. Be strong. Take heart. Wait for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, he just made me realize that like, you're asking me questions, but you're not like tuned into like mm-hmm. what I'm actually doing. Yeah. So I think if we're praying for things, we just yes. have to make sure our eyes are open because he might be doing stuff that. Yes. That would energize us to keep praying. We just have to look for it. Yeah. So often what I notice about my own prayer life is that when I am actively engaging, it more than anything changes me. Like you're saying, it changes my perspective. It helps me to have a right perspective on the situation. So how does prayer actually affect our personal spiritual growth, Val? Man, I think it helps us to live like a more surrendered life. Like whenever I start praying, I like to pray out loud a lot because whenever I do, I feel like I'll notice inconsistencies in what I'm saying. Do you stay more engaged when you pray out loud? Oh, yes. I won't get distracted when I'm praying out loud versus staying in my head. Definitely. And I get more passionate. I start talking faster or louder. Or yeah. I feel like Priscilla Shire sometimes. Like I read her book Fervent on uh-huh. Audible and I loved listening to her talk about prayer. Um, mm, it was so powerful. Like you're getting but, all fired up. 
Yes, yes, because <laughs> she got fired up about it. But yeah, praying out loud, like I might hear me say something and I'm like, that's not biblical. Like God doesn't, yeah. that's not something. And and it's kind of like in those moments, well, going back to knowing the scripture, knowing what's biblical, and then like hearing that back, it I feel like it just changes my surrender right. to the Lord um, because I'm able to, things that I you know, would just say like, Oh yeah. Lord, I really need this job or well, you know, like whatever it would be. Sure. Um, and not to say that that's an unbiblical, I feel like I have to like do caveats all over the place just to make <laughs> sure nothing gets misinterpreted. I completely agree. And I think when we're doing this in step with, again, the other spiritual disciplines, like when we're praying and we're also intaking the word, when we're praying through the word, praying together in community, I think a lot of times that helps us realign with the word of God and with the will of God, um, because we're like kind of like bouncing these ideas off of each other. And man, this all Val, I know you don't actively listen to Journeyman, but this is coming on the heels of a whole series on intimacy and relationship and intimacy with God. And I think even when we're just transparent with the Lord, when even when our when our ideas, like you're saying, aren't biblical, when we're voicing those out to the Lord, when we're participating in like realigning our will with his, I just think that is an active practice of intimacy. And that's exactly what I do with my husband. I don't know what it looks like for you guys, but sometimes we will not be on the same page. And then through dialogue and through kind of examination, self-examination and examining like, uh, you know, God's word, like we realign and we're able to get on the same page together. And it helps us walk in greater intimacy with each other, which I think is totally like you're saying the goal of prayer is to grow in relationship with God which is really growing in intimacy and a lot of that involves just the active submission like you're saying and just transparency and authenticity with the Lord because I don't know have you walked through seasons in your prayer life where you want them to look so perfect and it's hard to be authentic I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation with Val as much as I am. But before we continue, I have to tell you about another sponsor that helped to make today's episode possible, TBRM Camps. Summer camp is more than just a place to get away. It's a sanctuary for personal growth. TBRM loves to give campers and families the experience of their lives. In a setting that's separate from their daily routines, there's an opportunity to shed the expectation and the pressure of others, allowing campers just to be freed up to really be themselves and to blossom into who they are. TBRM Camps is a place where each of the kids feel comfortable, confident, stretched, and really loved. Camp has created a culture where children grow and thrive. It's in TBRM's mission, and they see the fruit of it every year on closing day. TBRM has day camps in New Braunfels, Texas, overnight camps for campers 1st through 11th grade, and even incredible family camps. How you spend your summer is important, y'all. Make camp a priority today. Go check them out at tborm.org slash journeywomen to learn all about it. Now, back to my conversation with Val. I had a season, it was actually from the season that I wrote the Fresh Start Journal, which is our little 31-day uh-huh. devotional on prayer, but I just remember feeling stuck and like, God, like I have always seen you work and I have been faithful to prayer. And it was almost like, it was actually a a weird season for business, family, all kinds of stuff. Like everything just kind of went wrong. And I just remember feeling like my prayers aren't working anymore. Yeah, It was a very weird time of figuring that out and feeling like, am I seeing prayer wrong or am I approaching this wrong? And 
I learned a lot through that season. I don't want to say it paid off. That sounds funny, but like it, it was not wasted at all. Like God taught me a lot through that about prayer. What were some of the big things that you felt like you walked away from after having walked through that experience? So one of the aspects was my husband's dad got sick with cancer and, Mm -hmm. um, he got sick. We were actually still in the hospital with Banna um, when she was born, mm. and uh, like literally so hard. discharging from the hospital. Found out wow. he, got, he talked to his mom, and then when she was six months old, they had gone to MD Anderson and found out. Like they basically said, we can't do anything. So within the span of, mm. I think from the day that we found out he had cancer, it was seventy-two days till he passed away, and I spent a lot of time. I could, I mean, I had a newborn. So while my husband was, you know, trying to spend time with his dad, I was at home just praying and walking through our house. And, Mm. you know, you kind of just feel like I am just praying the same thing over and over. Heal him, heal him, heal him. And and we started to open up our prayers to a lot of different things of just a lot Mm -hmm. of like, I don't want to say practical things, but like that it wouldn't be hard seen for his mom, that it would just, just all the things surrounding that. And we saw so many answered prayers. We saw mm. answers in my husband's life. Um, like I remember him coming to me a few, like I was, I'm the worried wife who's just like thinking of just what is, how, what can I do for my husband yeah. right now? Like wanting to do more, but you yeah. like are really in a position where you feel like, okay, the best and maybe only thing I can do right now practically is pray. Yes. And, and he, like he, yeah, you, you're just not sure how they're going through this. Are they yeah. uh, processing it the right way? Yes. Are they processing it enough? And he just eventually, I'm thinking he is not processing this much. Yeah. And he finally said, he said, I just feel like the Lord has carried me through this. Oh. And like that was just big. And same for his mom and his sister, like, and his brother. We just saw, we did not see the prayer that we had hoped to see. Yeah. The answer. Yeah, but we saw a lot, like, God did not leave us alone in that situation. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, I'm so thankful because I know so many people are walking through this where they are crying out to the Lord and the response that they're receiving may not be exactly what they'd hope for. And I think it's just going to minister to so many people to hear your heart in that. So what, like, Val flesh that out a little bit for me. Like, how do you process that when your prayers are answered in a way that is different than what you'd hoped? I think like I'm just realizing so much of like God knows God, God has this full picture. Like I have a very small picture. Yes. And I also have a earthly perspective. Totally. Um, So like, whereas I, and and it's hard to say because it's not my dad. Like I know I can, yeah say things. And I, I feel like I want to be careful with how I say that because I don't want it to sound like, Trite. Um, yeah, yeah. but I, like I started seeing God in a bigger way of just like, God, I am so small in, in a good way. Like I, although I think I'm super smart, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I might think I know, I know how this whole thing should go, but you have a plan and it's better than mine. And it is hard to say that when it is yes. talking about somebody going yeah, like, just, you know, yeah. like that's hard to say, Yeah, but you still have to trust God and it's not easy every day. Um, but like you just, you just have to trust that the Lord 
is so much bigger than me. Like the more I study about him and focus on him and not like myself, I see that I like, mm-hmm. I can just come to grips more with that. Yeah. Just how big he is and just how like I am basing my desires and my prayers and my wants off of a limited knowledge. Perspective. Of what, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's really, really good. And I think that kind of draws us back again, just to the question of how prayer works in conjunction with the other spiritual disciplines, because I think this is really where it all draws together. So we've talked about it a little bit, but is there anything you'd like to add to that conversation about how prayer, you know, as you're actively submitting, as you're actively praying, Mm -hmm. as you're seeking to have, again, your perspective aligned with his, how does prayer, what place does it have in conjunction with the other spiritual disciplines? And I say that word, that phrase, spiritual disciplines, Mm -hmm. and really, I mean, like within the context of the Christian life. Well, I think the easy answer is they all flow together, but like you have to know the word to just to pray the will of God, align our hearts with his. Mm-hmm. The scripture is going to help us just in a very practical way to stay focused on him whenever we our mind wants to wander off and think about, you know, the dishes right. or our to-do list. And then scripture medita- uh, memorization, like thinking yes. about our cards that we have, the expectant cards that we made. That was my hope or my hope for that. It was actually pretty soon after Vanna was born too and just feeling mm-hmm. like, you know, I didn't have my usual hour long time right. in the morning. So I would write these cards and then I would write out the just different phrases from different translations. And then I would usually have a question that I could pray and basically talk to the Lord about. So mm. based on his word, I wanted to understand this verse more and to understand it more. I wanted to pray to God to mm-hmm. to get more understanding. Yes. And I would carry that question around all day long and I would see him speak to me at red lights and different things like that. Everywhere. Yes. Changing dirty yeah. diapers, patting backs when they're trying to go down for a nap. Yeah. So it's definitely all connected. And I mean, you know, fasting, everything. Like I just feel like we fasting on its own um, without like, yes, you know, whether you have a question that you're trying to get wisdom on from the Lord or whether it's just like a hard season and you're just like, I just want to fast and give up something and make it satisfy myself with the Lord instead of that. Like, I think we can't do it without prayer because if we're giving up something, I mean, I know we're in the season of Lent right now. If you're giving up something, hopefully it's not, you know, like just to give up, but to, to fill with the Lord. Yes. Again, like you're saying, just with the surrender piece, because we could just give up something and really continue to function in independence or self-reliance. But I think that discipline of prayer is what draws us back to the surrender and the dependence that you're talking about on Christ. And man, I think that even just talking about living a gospel-centered life, how do we do that but to pray, to recognize our failure in the moment and to say, Lord, help me to look away from ourselves, to look to Jesus, and to then to delight in what he's done for us. Like, I'm getting fired up about prayer, Val. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Love it. So this obviously is not something that comes naturally to me. But mm-hmm. is this something that's come naturally to you, or is this something you've really had to work at? Oh, man. Yeah, I would say a little of both. Like, I always say I was a worried little child when I was mm. younger. I have a chapter in my book, The Finishing School, about basically from warrior to warrior, because I 
worried about everything. And my mom's answer was always to pray. So she definitely taught me how to pray. And even in like, like I hate talking in front of people. You cannot get me on a stage, but I will pray in front of anybody. Like I, that, so I think that Hmm. does sort of come naturally to me more than like other things. Yes. But it's been, I think it was just ingrained in me in an early age that that was an ant, like turning to prayer was something that we did. And, um, I obviously didn't fully understand that whenever I was young, but, um, it definitely created a a habit and just made it more natural to do those things Yes, that I know not everybody, you know, grew up doing, doing. Right. Right. Well, I am still, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think by nature, I'm a more just self-reliant person and an implementer. Like you give me Mm -hmm. the tasks, I do the tasks and a lot of times like mentally engaging or emotionally engaging is something that I actually have to actively work towards. Mm -hmm. And so this is really my goal for 2018, but I can't tell you that I'm like really doing an amazing job of it. Again, like you said, I know we all feel failure in this area to a certain extent and that there are heaps of grace, but I'm excited to kind of take some of the things that we've talked about and to try and intentionally um, use some of the the things that you've shared just in regard to taking a piece of paper around with like scripture on it. These are the things that I had hoped to do at the beginning of the year, but that I am admittedly um, still struggling to implement. But I do think I have seen a lot of growth in myself in past seasons when I've actually actively engaged. And this just makes sense. I think a lot of times we feel like, oh gosh, we don't want to feel legalistic, you know, by doing these types of disciplines. But again, the purpose of the discipline is to cultivate godliness in us. Mm -hmm. And we can't do that in any capacity detached from the gospel. Like this is all like a work of the spirit in us. And so I think that he can use all different means by which to grow us. And sometimes that looks like a note card or a beautiful person journal from Valmarie Paper Co. So I'm hoping to to engage in this. I just want to say that humbly because I do think there are some people that I know that have um, just a real special connection with the Lord through prayer. And I wish I was one of those people, but yeah, <laughs> I think for some of us, it takes a little bit more effort and intentionality. And I really appreciate that you've used the gift that God has given you and that you're helping those of us like myself who, who just, it, just, it doesn't come as naturally. Yeah. I love doing this. <laughs> well, tell me what are some other practical ways that we can just cultivate a love and a heart for prayer when it does feel like more more of maybe a discipline than a delight. Mm-hmm. First thing I would say would be don't be afraid of it being a duty in a, or, or let me say yeah. like discipline. This. I don't like with a, a mayor or, you know, like how we talk about like you yes. love is a choice. So like you make a choice to serve your husband to do things and it creates this environment of love. I think like whenever you persist, like you, you cannot develop the love of prayer or I don't think you can without actually doing it. Well, it's like working out. Like I'm never going to like working out unless the more I work out, the more I enjoy it. Yes. Yes. You're never going to decide that on it on your own. Like you, so if you're waiting for that to happen with prayer without doing it, because you feel like you don't want to do it with the wrong heart, right? you need to just, I don't want to say get over it, but get over (laughs) it. Um, But also at the same time, that doesn't mean it needs to be mindless. Yeah. Um, we're not like saying be, it's fine if it's right, mindless. Right. But it's it's okay if it's a duty if if you don't fall yeah. in love with it the second you start. I know I'll go t- you know like a 
couple of days without having like really good prayer and then I'll get in my car and I'll pray for 10 minutes and I'm like, man, I love this so much. Why don't I do this more? Yeah. And that doesn't come from me just choosing to do it. It comes after I've done it. So, yeah. um, yes, it, it might take a lot longer for some people. I'm not saying in 10 minutes right. you'll have it figured out, but I think don't be afraid of that. Just start praying, be consistent with it. Don't do it to check it off the list, but mm-hmm. do try to be consistent with it. That's definitely going to help. And when you're saying check it off the list too, it makes me think I have gone through a season where I thought that I would earn like some brownie points with God by engaging in prayer. And I think when we maintain a proper perspective of who God is and how he's working in our lives and his sovereignty and how he has drawn us to himself, like prayer isn't something that we do to earn right standing with God. Like this isn't something that we do to be more acceptable to him. We are Mm -hmm. already fully approved of and accepted by him through the person of Jesus Christ. And so because of what Jesus has done, we get to engage in relationship with him. And so I just think reminding ourselves of that, like not walking in shame when we're not actively, you know, um, cultivating the discipline of prayer and not allowing like becoming better, for God to be our motivation because of the relationship that we have in Christ, then we can engage in relationship with him. And and so just like flipping it on its head, like we're not yes. doing anything to strive to be better for him. We're better for him only because of Christ. And so to rest in that and to allow that rest to propel us into the discipline of prayer, if that makes sense. Yes, totally. Just, I mean, just recognizing that it's a privilege. It's not a weight that you have. It is, it is a gift that somebody's offering you. Like we get to have a relationship with almighty God of the universe and like we can engage in that relationship with him through prayer. What, what, like how, (laughs) like this is amazing. You know, what a delight. I wrote a couple of blog posts on this, um, just about like how to liven up your prayer life. And one of them was kind of like this talking out loud in different tempos, like either really slow and soft, like in a almost like restful way. And then like loud and powerful in like a bold warrior way. Um, and like I said, I did this yesterday, like just getting loud. I was, I don't want to say shaking my hands, but I was doing something like just like as I read, I was reading a prayer actually from Star- Stormy O'Martian hmm. and I don't want those things to fall flat to where I'm just like reading through it. So right. I was like saying with emotion yeah. and, you know, um, I think those things are very yeah. helpful to just to like switch it up. Don't just, you know, you don't have to always sit quietly or, you know, like whatever writing it out also really helps me like the way that we have broken up our yearly journal. It has a section to with lines and I usually every couple of days I will, write out my prayer whenever I'm super distracted. Um, yes. And I just feel like writing, you, it's hard to lose your train of thought when you're writing too. But yeah, anything we do in our head is very, it's easy to get sidetracked. Yeah. I love writing too, just for the joy of having it to look back on. Like you're, yes. you know, that's why I love your little journals that I've been using because you can look back on those journals and you can see how God has answered prayers that maybe you even forgot you prayed. And it's really affirming when you're like, oh, like, yes, Lord, you see me and and you're working. And that is just encouraging. And when you're talking about like the different intonation thing, that's one of the things in the spiritual disciplines book that I was mentioning, which I'll link to in the show notes. He talks about reading, praying through scripture in that way where you're saying, oh, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. 
bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. You know, just different intonations, like yeah. focusing and on different elements of the verse and that being like a practice of meditation. And really, as we do that, that is that's prayer. <laughs> like I like that. We're yeah. praying to the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Like I just I, I'm excited about trying those different things. And I think, in you know, for those of us who have kids, because really, let's be real, Val, mm-hmm. like probably the greatest challenge in our prayer life is just the reality of having demands like right in front of our faces 24 7 and I know you also have a business on top of that and I think that a lot of times just welcoming the people around us into that prayer life is such a healthy practice do you do that with your kids yeah I was actually when you were talking I was thinking I might pray more now that I have kids and it is partially because I pray so much with them yes with them and for them but like with Vivi you know like if she does have a a like throw down or you know like something or if she's hurt yeah we pray at night we pray in the on the in the car on the way to school now those are different prayers right you know, like I, I still feel like I definitely need those prayers of just me and God on a on a right. bigger level than, you know, like totally. her having a good attitude at school. Right. But I do think incorporating prayer with your kids is going to help just make it feel more natural too. Like if yes. you're going to God every time your kid skins their knee or, mm-hmm. you know, like has a bad attitude, like you're you're gonna do that more for yourself too when when things are hard. Yeah. It really models that dependency on Christ. I remember my mom, she used to pray about everything. And when I was in high school, yes. I was like, Really? Really? <laughs> We're gonna pray when the car keys are lost? Really? But really what that does now as a parent, I'm like, I'm totally adopting that practice because even though at the time like it might seem trite, it submits us to the sovereign care of God in all things, including lost car keys. Like he knows the number of hairs on your head. Of course he knows where your car keys are. <laughs> like yeah. so I just think it helps us to walk in dependency on God. And I man. It's, I'm, I'm just really excited about continuing to do that and excited about hearing what resources that you would recommend. Of course, we're going to link to everything Valmarie paper um, in the show notes, which you guys have beautiful prayer journals. I'll pub those for you now like that you've created. Basically, I, I'm assuming, Val, that you've found a, a hole. You found a deficit in products. Oh, yeah. You wanted something <laughs> and, and it wasn't there. And that's what you created. So uh, I personally use them. You can go on their website and see all the different types of prayer journals that they have. I highly recommend picking those up as gifts. I was just telling Val before we got on this call that actually having those to give out to new moms or to, you know, somebody who's just getting engaged or married, like these are wonderful gifts to have on hand that every believer can utilize. And even I've even given them to non-believers too. So yeah, I recommend that. What other resources do you have, Val, that you would suggest to somebody who wants to grow in their prayer life? Um, I would probably suggest lots of books because that's like my love language. Yes. <laughs> I loved Ian Bounds. He has a book. It's I think it's just called On Prayer. It's like okay. seven books in one. Oh, cool. It, I've only read his first and second one, but the first one is called Purpose of Prayer. Okay. So if you find a book that's Purpose of Prayer by E.M. Bounds, um, that's just the first one. But that has been really good in um, giving me more of a fire for prayer. So like if I'm feeling like Mm -hmm. just a little stale, I'll kind of go back Mm -hmm. to read that. He talks a lot about old stories of like just these old men from like 100, 200 years ago. I have no idea. exactly, But 
just their stories of like staying up all night and praying and like what God did and they're just bold faith. And it just makes you want, it just gets you excited to pray like that. You're like, if this guy can stay up all night, surely I can pray for 10 minutes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Or it just motivates you to see like, these guys are on fire for the Lord. Like I want to be like that. And that for more of like a just feel good, not feel good. I mean, it's still very, very deep, but change your feelings. Uh, I guess like theology or um, really good basic ones, not basic, but foundational. Yes, I would say Bill Hybels, Too Busy Not to Pray. Okay, I've heard of that. I haven't ever read that. Yeah, it's he goes through a lot of just basic questions of like, what could be hindering your prayers or, hmm. you know, like, what are just very, very oh, good. cool. Like examination questions, like self-examination uh, or? Uh, he does have a section where he talks about three prayers that he prays every day, like that are questions, but like he'll talk about things that, that, um, can make us feel distant from the Lord. I love that book. And then I love Stormio Martians, the power of a praying woman for my own prayer life, Mm. the power of a praying husband or wife and then parent. And, um, I'll just tell you guys what I do. And I have this on my blog or on my Facebook, uh, in a video form, but Hmm. All of her books have like 31 days of different things to pray for for your spouse, for yourself, for your kids. And what I've done is I've taken like the prayer from day one on all three of those. And I usually just highlight a few lines of each. I don't pray the whole because it's like a full page. Yeah. I'll take that and I'll put it in my um, my to-do app. So every day oh, I have it. Oh, that's a wonderful up. idea. Yeah. Th- and it's always funny when I share this. I'm like, it doesn't have to do with the prayer journals, but it does help me pray consistently for totally. like my kids and my husband for 30 That is so I'd- good. Yes. Brooks and I used to do that every evening and I need to get back to that. We would um, basically, cause you know, you always tell your friends like I'm praying for you and, yeah. but sometimes you're really not. <laughs> and- I'll tell you one other tip I have and um, for praying for your friends. Yeah. Um, I had a friend have a really, really rough couple of days, and I told her, I said, look, I'm going to pray for you every hour on the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I added it mm. to my little iCal on my phone yes. to alert me, and she, I like sent her a screenshot just so she knew I was praying, so I would, like, at some point during the day, I sent her a verse, and I just said, okay, I'm praying this verse over you. Well, I get a text back from her in the morning, and she says, I just have to tell you, me and my son got in a car wreck yesterday and wow. I felt the verse that I, it was like, I will hold you in a tower or like lift you up or something. And they were not hurt. It was, she said, our car is totaled, but we are not hurt. Wow. It was really powerful. Cause I was just thinking our prayers matter. And like, that is so like simple to say, and if but, you wouldn't have been praying, like you never, like that builds your faith. How yeah. can we have not hit on that yet? Like it builds your faith. Cause you're like, yeah. Oh my goodness. This is tremendous. The Lord laid that on that specific verse on my heart and and like yes. in that moment encouraged me to pray. This is actively participating in God's sovereign plan and care for our lives. It's amazing. And and you know, we feel like we don't have time to do stuff because of our kids and stuff like that. We always have time to pray for our, the people that we love. Oh, yes. What who is it that says like I have so much to do? that I ought to spend the next three hours. Three hours. Uh, Martin Luther. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that quote. That really encourages me. 
and I, I'm encouraged. I mean, I'm just, I'm so humble on this podcast. It, I have probably never recorded a more humble podcast because <laughs> I want to just, I want to just say it to everybody, like, this is something that I really desire to grow in. So I am not spending three hours in prayer like Martin Luther, though I would love yeah. to, and I hope yeah. to. <laughs> Well, those are great resources. Um, another question that I love to ask every guest just for fun is, what are some of your simple joys, Val? It's like finally sunny. It's like 70 degrees in Lafayette yes. uh, right now. <laughs> but walking barefoot around our neighborhood okay, makes yes. me feel so good. Uh-huh. And it, it's, it's like dirty salt of the earth moment. <laughs> yes, I love it. It makes me feel like old fashioned, like I'm back in the, yes. you know, you know, what, like the innocent Before days. Shoes. We yeah, think. Little House in the yeah. Prairie days or something. Yes. So that would, <laughs> is definitely one. Feels good on the feet. And um, I would say Simple Joys, dark chocolate. Oh, always. <laughs> do you have a favorite kind? Yes, I do. It's divine and it's, mm. uh, it's dark chocolate with toffee in it. And okay, my that daughter, phenomenal. like, they spotted it. It's at Whole Foods. They like, nice. like Mom, I can find it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have a problem. <laughs> There's our treat, Mom. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. No, just for me, yeah. And I have kind of just the nature thing. Like we have a screened in mm. porch and everything, but oh, I have a table yes. out there. So I have yes, been working you do. outside. You were in the South. We had that when we lived in Georgia and goodness, I don't know. There's something about a screened in porch. Yes. You have the beauties of Simple nature joy. without the bugs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in Louisiana. I hear you guys have a lot of bugs down there. Oh gosh. The mosquitoes. <laughs> they're already out. We're like, how are they not dead from winter? But they're back already. Oh, man. Well, Val, God has just used you in so many women's lives to cultivate the discipline of prayer. And I'm so encouraged and inspired by that. Um, that's why I asked you to be on the show. And I just love to hear from every guest who's on the show who it is that's had a great impact on your own journey with Jesus. It doesn't have to be one person. It can be a group of people, but I'd love to hear who's impacted you in your walk with the Lord. Yeah, I think I would say my mom, as I'm sure that's like a cliche answer, but um, just going back to like how worried I was as a kid and how much she taught me about prayer, like I do not think I would have created the prayer journals. I do not think basically anything that has happened to me in the last few years, work related would have happened without that foundation. So, um, that, and I mean, obviously I'm saying that as like how it's impacted my work, but obviously my spiritual life as well. Like, yeah, like you wouldn't have been doing your work had it not (laughs) been for the overflow of like your actual (laughs) prayer life. Exactly. Exactly. I, and, and it's so, yeah, cause it's so hard to, measure my mm-hmm. spiritual life but it's easy to measure my where I am now like work wise mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but yeah definitely she has had the biggest spiritual impact on my life mm, that's so sweet well I I'm sure your girls will say the same thing of you and mm-hmm. that really motivates yes. and encourages me just as a mother there's so many reasons by which to strive for godliness like mainly for the glory of God but it's such a sweet yeah. gift to know that our little people are getting to watch us walk that out and specifically in regard to prayer so Val thank you so much for all your input on the topic of prayer today it, it was such a joy to get to hear from you thank you this was so this was good for me too I really hope that if you're in the same boat as me and prayer is just a challenging thing in your walk with the Lord, that you would just simply look away from yourself, look to Jesus and ask him for help in this area. I'm really going to be working to prioritize this myself 
And I'd love to hear about how you're going to do that. So hop over to Journey Women Podcast on Instagram or Facebook if you want to do that throughout the week. We're also on Twitter at Journey Women Pod. And as always, you can find the links and noteworthy quotes from everything that Val and I talked about today on our website at journeywomenpodcast.com listed under the show notes. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast, it would be a huge blessing if you would leave us a rating and review on iTunes. This just helps get Journey Women into the hands of other women who are seeking to glorify God. We'd really appreciate it and it'll take like three minutes. Thank you so much for allowing us to journey alongside you guys. We cannot wait to see you here next Monday. Have a great week.